0: Grave Plot Podcast.
1: Welcome, everybody, to episode 115 of The Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Welcome back to the show. The show in which we do all kinds of fun things. Fun, fun stuff. What are you you doing, man? Are you having fun yet, Taylor?
0: I don't know what's going on.
1: (laughs) Um... Yeah, so like I said, it's 115. Uh Well, you said that on the live broadcast. You haven't said that in the episode yet. I didn't? I don't think so. I, I said, welcome to episode one fifteen of the Great Plot Pl- Podcast. Oh, did you? I'm Skeletoni. Oh. That's how it went. Okay. Oh, I need to silence this. Tonight. Yeah, turn that off. Okay, there we go. Um. So, how are you doing, Tyler? Oh, not bad. Yeah? What's new with you? Oh, not much. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. my my birthday weekend. Yeah, it is. Checking out uh an escape room tonight. Yeah. Should be pretty neat.
0: Pretty cool, buddy.
1: Which one are we doing?
0: Uh Castle Secrets. I didn't read the description. What what is that? It's a it's about um a castle
1: that has secrets. Ooh, sounds mysterious. <laughs> Some of the secrets. <laughs> uh didn't our then didn't, didn't then the women's Picked that one? Yeah, they're the only ones that voted. Oh, right. well, That's not true. Max voted.
0: He voted for the spaceship one.
1: Yeah. It would have been nice if there was a horror one that we could do.
0: They have, on their website, they have a uh, haunted cabin one, but it says available NA. Right. Then when I clicked on it, I think it said it's in Vancouver.
1: I, I think I saw that too, but then if you look at the Vancouver one, it's not there. So I don't, I don't know what's their going on. Their website might need some work. <laughs> Uh, that should be pretty cool, though. Yeah, Gonna go do that, and then uh, get some uh, get some drinkies. Yeah, I think we're gonna go to a uh, tiki bar afterwards. Ooh, fancy. Yep. The one at Roseworks, actually. Oh. Well, maybe she'll be there. Maybe. And then we can get free drinks. Yeah. At least me, because it's my birthday. Also, that's my birthday, too. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it. Did you invite your cousin? I invited him. He never responded. He never responds. <laughs> And he was coming to my house for a barbecue. Well, we yell at him then. Okay. Um. Hey, Kyle. Yeah. What's up, dude? Uh, wave, wave. Damn it. <laughs> um. Cool. Nothing else new. Mm, nope. Neat.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, other than our big announcement, but I don't know if we're ready for that yet.
1: Big, huge, sweaty announcement. Yep. Big throbbing <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Um, well, before we get too much further into this, into this crazy, crazy show that we're having such a blast with so far, <laughs> uh, why don't we th- so well? Why don't we thank our Patreon patrons? Why don't we? Uh, those wonderful people are Kevin Nesgoeda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski, and Aaron Meyer. So thank you so much, guys. We love you wherever you might be watching, if you're watching at all. Probably not. Um, yeah. So, Taylor, if anybody else wants to become a patron and give us the, all their hard-earned money, uh, where can they go? I mean,
0: we need bare money. So send your money over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. Uh, for as little as $1, you can get exclusive perks, including monthly video reviews, discounts at the Grave Plot Podcast merch store, and other things that we decide are cool and want to give you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and uh, for a hundred dollars, <laughs> Taylor will get up to four letters of your name tattooed on the shaft of his dick. Whoa, <laughs> that's that's a long
0: way from the unicorn on my ass. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far; it's just around the corner. But
1: but it's only four letters. Yeah, so, like, still, if you, if your name is like Dan with
0: your dick. <laughs> with
1: your dick. If your name is like Dan, you can get like Dan and then a star or something. But if your name is like George, you're gonna get Jor. Yep.
0: <laughs> if your name is like Agatha, it's just gonna say a Gat. <laughs> a cat.
1: It's like, oh, huh, does that mean something? No. <laughs> it's <was> a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it means a hundred dollars. <laughs>
0: Uh, don't thumbs up that, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's like, oh, my name's only four letters.
1: <laughs> hey, t- Kyle, if you have a $100 to spare. <laughs> anyway, um, cool. So, yeah, I don't think anything much
0: has been going on with me either. Just right before we turned the mics on, we were talking about how neither one of us has gotten a chance to watch Castle Rock yet. And I know I'm real excited about watching that.
1: I know. I was excited for it to come out and actually you know I didn't even realize that it had premiered already i I mean I do now obviously but um it was probably almost a week before I even realized it had happened or it, it had come out and I still haven't watched it so I don't know what I'm doing with my life just fucking up <laughs> I'm just fucking up all the time people tell me Taylor or Tony not Taylor well <laughs> maybe Taylor too <laughs> they, call, they call you Taylor that's weird no, they probably tell you this, too. They're just like, Tony, what are you doing with your life? You are just fucking You're up. You just
0: fucking up.
1: <laughs> did you
0: not turn that down again? I did. Kyle says the pretty the first episode is, is confusing
1: but good. Interesting. So. Now, Kyle, does it have anything to do with Stephen King, like actual Stephen King stories? Or is it all uh, new content that just happens to take place in Castle Rock? This is probably so exciting for our listeners. You yeah, know, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> they could be enjoying this too if they were watching us on Instagram or Facebook. It's true. Characters and settings. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'll catch it. See yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I've been just busy with work and uh, trying to uh, keep my house in order. <laughs> It's just a lot of stuff. Literally. Literally. Not, Literally. Not metaphorically. Right. Uh Yeah, we're having a, you know, we're having a barbecue next weekend and uh we're having a bunch of people over in our backyard it looks like shit. So, it's like I'm trying to Did the they reach guys ever get the shit out of your barn? Yeah, finally. <laughs> all right. A couple weeks ago. Um and uh but you know, my, my grass is all dead, which is, you know, in the middle of summer, there's not really a lot you can do about that. Yeah. Um but uh you know, the big thing is we have no shade. Like, we have nothing over our deck. Mm. It's just open. So, I don't really know what to do about that. We got a table out there with an umbrella. So, you know, about six people can sit underneath that. Dibs. <laughs> um, but, I mean, aside from that, there's not a lot we can do. SOL. Yeah. I bought some stuff to uh, rig up some string lights, though. So, it's... I mean, you've seen how dark my backyard is at yeah. night. So, uh, we bought some string lights. Uh to go over the deck, um, and bought some tiki torches to go around the the uh fire pit so we don't get all ate up by mosquitoes.
0: Sweet. Then we can go have a white supremacist march
1: afterwards. Yeah, totally. Using torches that were made in China, <laughs> inspired by a foreign uh culture. Oh sweet irony <laughs> All right. Just um, for the record,
0: we are not white supremacists, in case that wasn't clear.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully it's clear. <laughs> I feel like we've been vocal enough. Yeah. Um, so, have got some uh, pretty, 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 pretty exciting news to talk about. We do, indeed. Taylor? Yes, sir? You want to uh, let the cat out of the bag? <laughs> hit, it, hit it with a hammer?
0: Uh. So, we've been working behind the scenes on... A little project uh we are officially going to announce that sometime early next year probably late january we'll be holding the first ever grave plot film fest
1: yeah it's going to be um primarily for short films um i mean we don't have all the details banged out right now but re- i mean as far as what we know now we're working with short films between 10 15 minutes long um and uh Uh, Horror. Horror, obviously. Related. Um, So, yeah. I mean, mean, that's that's
0: anything. That's, you know, horror comedy is still good. And then, you know, zombies, monsters, serial killers, whatever. Yeah. Anything that falls within the horror genre. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you know, we have other horror short film festivals in the area. Sure. And we're still trying to set ourselves apart from that, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to find our own little niche right but you know we're like i said we're still working on the details um but you know we've been talking to uh a venue um and you know we're working on like the details we're planning on launching a kickstarter campaign to help finance it um so it's uh, pretty exciting um yeah we have i mean we have a skeleton of a plan in place right now and we're, we're working hard to get it all cleared up so hopefully we get it off the ground
0: yeah, and we we're accepting um, accepting films as of as soon as I push this button. Hang on, I'm gonna push the button.
1: Hang on, I gotta I gotta push it. I gotta, hang on, I gotta push it in. <laughs> Ops, push it. <laughs> Did you ever see that FedEx commercial? Oh, damn it. What'd you do? It looks
0: like your listing is missing some required information. Shit. <laughs> okay. This Oh, later today, later today, <laughs> it's, it's going to happen by the time this podcast airs. Uh, we will be accepting films over at filmfreeway.com/graveplotfilmfest. slash uh, plot film fest. We've also launched a website at graveplotfilmfest.com. plot film fest.com. So, um, and you know, tickets will be available once we actually hammer out the
1: venue and the time and the date and all that. Yeah. and, yeah, so like a lot of film, or unlike a lot of film festivals, I don't think we're planning on charging an entry fee. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, no.
0: No entry fee, uh, um, unless you turn it in late. I think if you turn it in late, they're gonna they are going they got to pay
1: something. Yeah, but we are because of that. We are limiting ourselves to how many entries we're going to be accepting, and we haven't nailed down that number yet. Um, but we're gonna be working with us on the selection committee. Um, along with some other people. Um, And then we're also going to have a panel of judges, which I don't think we're going to be on.
0: I don't think so. Okay. We can figure that out later, though. Yeah. Um,
1: Anyway, but uh, yeah, so as far as the details and, you know, what venue and where it's going to show and for how long and all that, all those details are going to come in time. But right now, just know that we are starting up our own film festival. We're really excited about it. We want you to be excited about it, too. If you have any questions about it, go ahead and drop us an email at contact at graveplotpodcast.com or there's a contact
0: form on the website
1: or that. Um, and uh, we will be happy to give you the details that we have now. So, yeah,
0: and if, if you're a filmmaker, then you know please let us let us see what you got.
1: Yeah, if you're a filmmaker or a friend of a filmmaker or whatever, um, yeah, I mean it's, it doesn't cost nothing. Right. So why not? If you've got a short film made and you want to do something with it, send it to us. Cool. Very, very exciting. Okay, it's it's officially pending review. Awesome. <laughs> I plan or I, I promise this is not uh indicative of, of our planning skills. It's I mean it's
0: our first time. I didn't know any of this was gonna happen. <laughs>
1: Anyway So
0: um, So check it out At greatplatformfest.com
1: Yeah uh, Anything else Do you want to talk about? I don't think so Okay Well why don't we just Start out with some uh, Horror business huh? Let's do that
2: Alright
1: kids so starting out with some real-world horror, um, an update on our last episode's real-world horror. Now, you may remember us talking about uh, a big black, <laughs> the, the biggest blackest <laughs> sarcophagus uh, that they dug up um, in Egypt. Nowhere in nowhere specific, right? It was just a... Alexandria. Uh, That's right. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was just like out in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Um but yes in the mid- in Alexandria they're on on a dig and they dug up a big black sarcophagus that was like enormous like yeah. bigger than any sarcophagus would ever be huge 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 um oh man have I told you like um uh shit will patton will patton actor you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. He was the the white coach in River of the Titans. Oh, okay. That's that's just my go-to for him. Um, but he narrates a lot of Stephen King audiobooks. And he's actually really good at it. But the problem is everything that starts with like a, um, like a soft H, like huge, um, he says huge. Really? Yeah. It just makes me cringe every time I hear him say something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, now there was... Naturally, the curiosity to open the damn thing, even though everyone told them not to. <laughs> well, they opened it, and what they found were three skeletons floating in a pool of fluid—just this red it's liquid, got fluid. <laughs> this red fluid, uh, <laughs> fluid that was uh, determined to be sewage. Now you may remember somebody last or somebody two weeks ago said eh, it's probably just a big septic tank this guy right here you did say that i I did say that <laughs> I remember now I don't want to say I can tell the future, but I can probably tell the future um because it's just a big septic tank just full of sewage anyway um. Uh, Dr. Mustafa Ministers, the Secretary General of the High Council of Antiquities, uh, said, My minister has opened the coffin, um, showing that it was filled with sewage, which was leaked through the grove in this area, plus three skeletons. Uh, Shaban Abdul, who specializes in the study of mummies and skeletons, confirmed that the initial preview of bone structures suggests that they are most likely to belong to three officers or military soldiers. Now there was obviously a big military presence in Alexandria, what with the uh you know the town being run by the uh, Romans for so long, and you're gonna say by the governor the governor oh, I see we did I see we did there uh, ah reference <laughs> um yeah uh, Alexandria, through its you know history was a, a military town um so it's not too surprising um they did find that one of the skeletons had a blow from an arrow. I don't, I don't think it said where in the body, but I guess if it was noticeable on a skeleton, it had to be on like the cranium in
0: the head.
1: <laughs> um. So these these structures discovered inside the coffin—skeletons, not structures. Who calls a skeleton a structure? I don't know. It's a bad translation. Uh, discovered inside the coffin will be transferred to the Museum of Alexandria's National Restoration Museum and studied to learn more about skeletons, cause of death, and, his, the, and the historical era. I don't, I mean, I'm not a scientist, uh, particularly one versed in this kind of stuff, but I don't know what kind of knowledge they'll gain from the historical era from skeletons. Because there wasn't anything really in the coffin with them, aside from the sewage, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when they, you know, get into the tomb of a pharaoh or something, you know, they find jewels and, and clothing and, you know, and stuff that's been preserved that was buried with this leader. But just for some nameless soldiers, I can't imagine there was a lot of jewelry or, you know, papyrus or anything in yeah, there.
0: I don't I don't know
1: I don't know they're scientists they know stuff so the worst part about this and the worst part about change.org <laughs> is the fact that anybody can create a petition about anything um and a man by the name of Innis or is Innis or I think it's Innis, Innis Ennis yeah. Mick
0: or McKay McKay
1: I don't know. It's MCK. Whatever. Maybe it's uh, his DJ
0: name. <laughs> MCK in the house. What up?
1: Uh, he created a petition on change.org to let people drink the liquid from a sarcophagus. Now, keep in mind that this is sewage. Yep. This is whatever is left from the decomposition of their bodies. Uh, any preservative that they may have had in their bodies at the time. And, like they said, things that had sunken down through the soil from a grove uh, into the sarcophagus. There's no telling. Like, I, I read that when they opened it, the smell was so putrid that people couldn't stand it. I bet. Yeah. So, that's what we're dealing with here. But this fucking genius... Uh, says that we need to drink the red liquid from the cursed dark sarcophagus in the form of some Wait, sort. Cursed? Since <laughs> when is it cursed? It's not cursed. <laughs> He's making things up. <laughs> He's making this up. <laughs> uh, he said the cursed dark. Uh, we need to drink the red liquid from the cursed dark, dark sarcophagus in the form of some sort of carbonated energy drink, so we can assume its powers and finally die. So I don't know what powers
0: he's referring to. I don't know. Yeah, you'll probably die. You will die because you're drinking poop. Yeah, qu-
1: quickly, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: And but he doesn't care that it's that it's sewage. Yeah. Or
1: actually, he. It's not that he doesn't care. He doesn't believe it. Yeah. Saying, please stop trying to tell me that the skeleton juice <laughs> is mostly sewage. That's impossible. Everyone knows skeletons cannot poop. This guy is a fucking
0: scholar. Do you think he's surprised at how this has taken off? Like, is this this a
1: joke? Uh, He had to have done it as a goof. He can't legitimately want to drink that. So, knowing that I would do it as a goof, I would be surprised by the popularity. So, I'm going to say, yeah. Probably shocked. (laughs) So, for those wondering, as of this recording...
0: This currently sits at twenty nine thousand three hundred and forty signatures. I think we know what twenty nine thousand people can—you
1: know—the world can do without.
0: (laughs) Yeah, going back to what we were saying earlier about natural selection.
1: Oh yeah, that that was off air, but
0: but yeah, we had a whole conversation about natural selection earlier.
1: Yeah, we've essentially phased it out, and that's how Donald Trump became president. (laughs) That's why
0: the world is so dumb now.
1: Yeah. Uh, As of six days ago. He posted an
0: update that says, "Wow, ten thousand sigs. Thank you so much for all your deep and personal reasons for wanting to drink the cursed mummy milkshake." God damn it! I swear I will keep a, f- I swear I will keep fighting to allow you to sup. Understand the end of that sentence?
1: Uh, to allow I mean, you to sup. Sup means to eat, or you know, like when you have dinner, it's like you're, you're supping. I thought it was like a greeting when you meet when you see your friends. You go sup. <laughs> sup. Yeah, I mean, there's that, too. So maybe it's that. I don't know. (laughs) Um, There are some very mixed up misguided people in this world.
0: Yeah, about 29,340
1: of them. (laughs) At least that many. Um, You know, you don't want to trample on people's free speech, but sometimes you got to wonder.
0: I mean, if they want to do it, I say let them do it. Maybe they'll die.
1: I guess that's true. But do the work for us.
0: Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Here, drink your bloody poop. <laughs> bloody poo water. Mummy milkshake. Fucking gross. Uh, sick. I think he's trying to make a an energy drink. I think that's what he's doing.
1: He's, he's pitching. He's trying to like, make his own energy drink called mummy juice.
0: Well, first it was skeleton juice. He's like, nobody likes that. What about mummy milkshake? You think that's is that
1: better? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something else.
0: All right, we can talk about this, because this is fucking dope as hell. I'm pretty excited about this. So, two weeks ago, Shudder changed the game by bringing back Joe Bob Briggs. Shudder is killing it right now. Shudder is killing the game, fam. <laughs> <laughs> They're so dope, fam. Like, like Blake this. <laughs> how do you kill the game? I'm like, that's just what I do. <laughs> Uh, later this episode, we're going to be talking about another Shudder exclusive, the film Ruin Me. Ruin. And coming in 2019, Shudder is bringing us a Creep Show TV show. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Uh, obviously, since it's Creep Show, it's going to be an anthology. Each episode will have uh, original stories helmed by a different filmmaker. The first episode is going to be directed by one Mr. Greg Nicotero.
1: Heard of him? <laughs> Oh, you know the guy from K and B and the current show uh, showrunner of The Walking Dead, a little show you may have heard of. Heard of it?
0: <laughs> He's also going to executive produce and supervise the show's creative elements. Plus, K and B, the effects company Tony was just talking about, is going to be handling all of the creature and makeup effects.
1: Naturally, that's that a, fucking awesome. That, that's it,
0: it's like as if a creep show TV show wasn't good enough. Yeah, I You're mean putting Greg Nicotero with the helm.
1: I mean, you have to think about creep show. Two. Well, two was... No, you don't have to think about those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> I'm just saying Creepshow, the first one was good. The other two were kind of... Eh. They were kind of meh, yeah.
0: Uh, Nick Attaro says Creepshow is a project very close to my heart. It is one of those titles that embraces the true spirit of horror. Thrills and chills celebrated in one of its truest art forms, the comic book come to life. I'm honored to continue the tradition in the spirit in which it was created
1: yeah, I'm pretty jacked about this, and I'm jacked that it's a shutter too, so I mean, they are kind of not bound by a lot of stuff, like you know, even even the premium channels, like you know stars and HBO, they can kind of do their own thing. I mean, they're owned by AMC, which is also which also does Walking Dead. So Nick Otero makes a little sense now, yeah <laughs> um, keeping it in the family. Yeah, but I mean, they do their own, they do their own exclusives, they do their own, uh, they do exclusive uh, movies, they do exclusive TV shows, um, and even, you know, older movies that they show, they don't pull any punches, and that's great, and it's great for a creep show. God damn it. Ah. Kept like almost burping. <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, I just I hope they don't bring back the creeper because I was dumb <laughs> well the creeper in the f- first creep show was cool because it was like an animated thing. it was like a character from the comic book, but then they did the whole act like the new creeper that was played by Tom Savini, and that was dumb, yeah, that was bad cocka duty so uh what do you what do you think I mean Excite? I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, you know, I don't imagine Stephen King or obviously George Romero's not going to be involved, but, um, but. what if he was?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think Nicotero's like, he's a great guy to, to helm this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think if, you know, they just do like the, an animated intro or something with the creeper, that'd be great. And it's an anthology, so it's, you know, it's not like the episodes have to tie in together. Yeah.
1: Know. Yeah, uh, they're. I feel like if anybody could kind of keep uh, the f- the spirit of the original and, you know, translate it into a TV show, it would probably be Nick hmm He's pretty um, traditional in that sense, that he likes to keep the spirit of, you know, his predecessors alive and, you know, in- insert it into things that he does. Like, I mean, all the... the um the zombie cameos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of stuff you just don't see in other kinds of shows or yeah. you know, horror, especially. Uh, so he's really paying tribute to the people that came before him. And I think he, I think he'll bring that to Creepshow. creep show. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I'm really excited to see who they get to, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of reminds me of, um, like masters of horror. Sure. Um, or, um, Oh, what was that other show? It was basically exactly like Masters of Horror. Fear Itself? Yes. Which is on Shudder. <laughs> um, but yeah, like these, you know, Masters of Horror that can get together and, you know, create these, you know, maybe even short films or shorter films. Um. Just, you know, over a week or something, rather than have these big productions that take, you know, Four-plus weeks to, to create. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. Shutter's killing it. it. Definitely. And I hope that they stay $5 a month. Yeah. And they're it back Joe Bob. Yeah. Again. I don't know if it's going to be like a permanent thing, but they, like they said, that Joe Bob's going to be back later this year. The last last drive. <laughs> the last drive. <laughs> For real this time. For realsies. <laughs> I don't care. They can do it one more time. They can do it. 10 more times, I'll watch it every single time. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, cool. So get Shudder.
0: This has been a paid promotion. No, it absolutely is not. They should pay us, but they don't.
1: That'd be awesome. I wish we were sponsored by Shudder. Bring money. Horror show sponsored by Shudder. I think. Who? The horror show. No. They're not? Somebody is. My neighbors are dead. That's not who I'm thinking of. Oh, well, they are. I could swear it was. Is it lore? It's not lore.
0: (laughs) Why are we whispering? Because we don't want the people to (laughs) hear.
1: Okay. We're talking shop. This is the the behind-the-scenes stuff. All right, that's that's enough. Let's (laughs) let's move on. So, you know, eight years later, and Ryan Murphy's still trying to keep people excited about American Horror Story, I feel like it gets harder every year. It does for me. It it does for me, too. I mean, like, so many seasons of American Horror Story, I start out excited, and then by, like, the middle of the season, I just lose interest, and I stop watching it. Yep. I've had to catch up on almost every single season. I I don't know how many I've actually finished. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the only one... like. The only one I haven't finished is uh, the second season. Um, See, I finished that one, but I hated the way
0: it ended, which is probably a big reason why I haven't finished any of the yeah, other it's ones. Garbage.
1: I mean, like I, I know how it ends, and that's why I didn't watch it. Um, is four freak show? Four is one's murder house. Two is asylum, asylum. Three's coven. Four, I think four is freak show. Must be freak show. Yeah, I didn't finish that. Is five hotel. Five's hotel. What's six?
0: (sighs) Oh, uh, Roanoke. Oh, yeah. I didn't finish that one either.
1: I liked Roanoke. I liked I, you know, I hate found footage, obviously, but the way that they were doing it as like a reality show for half the season and then. Yeah, that one, it wasn't where like I stopped watching because
0: I didn't care anymore. I just kind of like other things got in the way and it just
1: never went back to it. Yeah. And see, that's kind of how it is for me too. I'll start watching it and I'll be interested for, like I said, about half the episodes. And then my interest just starts to kind of wane and like other things become more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, usually I'll go back and I'll get caught up, you know, sometimes before the end of the season. So I can watch like the season finale or, you know, uh, eventually I'll go back and watch the whole thing except for season two. But um, yeah, it seems like every season, it's get, it gets harder and harder for me to come back to it just because it's like, eh, did I really like that last season all that much? Yeah. But truth be told, I did enjoy uh, Roanoke, and um, I, I liked Election. It wasn't so much a horror story. Like I only watched one episode of Election. Really? Yeah. I think my uh, passion and hatred for... um everything trump kind of drove me to keep watching it even though that was not so much the story but i think that same hatred on either side was kind of what was infused into the into the show yeah that's what murphy was playing off of yeah um but anyway so uh now we're on season eight yeah, which, you know, the story of, of that. I don't have we talked about it before? I don't think so. Okay, so this is the first time we're mentioning it on this show, but I'm sure that people have he- you've all heard about it already. This upcoming season is going to be combining both uh, like basically both of the most popular seasons, the two best uh, ones. Yeah, the the ones most worth watching. Murder House and Coven. It's going to be a big crossover season. Um Did
0: you go to the Coven House when you were in New Orleans?
1: Uh, Yes, I did. Yeah, Yeah, and I went to the and I went to the murder house when I was in L.A. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was cool. All right, it's cool. Keep going, cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, I don't know exactly how they plan to do that because they're all the same actors. They're gonna cross over. (laughs) I don't know. Is Jessica Lange gonna be back? Because she's a pretty major
0: part of both of those both seasons.
1: seasons. So yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that. They can't just replace her. No. I mean, they can use Sarah Paulson, who became just as important in Coven as Jessica Lange was, but not so much in Murder House. Mm -mm. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. But what I'm probably most excited about is that I'm pretty sure that uh, Dylan McDermott's coming back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's got to, right? You would think. Um. Yeah, so the title of the, the season is going to be American Horror Story Apocalypse. So, something pretty big going to happen. Quite. Maybe even apocalyptic. One, I don't know. One might think. Um, it's set to star uh, Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, Kathy Bates, Adina Porter. Is she the one that... Oh, you said you only watched one episode of last season. Whatever. Cheyenne Jackson.
0: She's uh from, I think she's from,
1: oh, she's from True Blood. I didn't watch True Blood. <laughs> I had better things to do in my life, like take a shit. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Um, Cheyenne Jackson, Billy Eichner, Leslie Grossman. Was she in either season of that? I mean, I guess it doesn't only have to be people in the previous seasons, but. No, it doesn't look like it. Uh, Emma Roberts, Billy Lord, who also wasn't in either season, so I guess yeah, or not Lords, Lord, and Joan Collins. Um, yeah, so no mention of uh, um, what's her face or his face, Dylan McDermott. Yeah, I mean, I hope he's coming back. Also, Cody Fern. Just joined
0: uh, in the past couple of days. He's going to be playing uh, the baby from season one, but
1: all grown up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no Dylan McDermott, and there's no um, Jessica Lange. No, well, no Jessica Lange, but uh, Con, Connie Britton. Britton. The only one on there is, uh, actually, no. Oh, Taser Farmiga is not in there either. So how exactly is this a crossover? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, the only people that were even in that first season were Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters. I don't understand what's happening. Unless they're keeping that secret. They must be. (sighs) I mean, the baby from season one, he was like the Antichrist, right? I want to say yes, but I'm not positive. So that's got to be what brings about the apocalypse, one would think. I mean, that's what the Bible says. So <laughs> if they're going biblical. But honestly, I haven't. I don't think I've watched that season. Since it was new. Or maybe I rewatched it again like a couple years later, but it's been a long time. So yeah, I'm not sure how these two are going to cross over. I don't know. I, they, they I don't seem relevant to each other at all. They really don't. Um Unless maybe like a new witch coven op- like takes up shop in the murder house, I guess I th- I think that's probably how I would do it. I have no idea. Yeah, that, I mean that's an idea. Yeah, that is an idea. Could be cool. Hey Ryan Murphy, send me a check. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is going to premiere on FX on Wednesday, September twelfth, um, which is around the time when, uh. They usually premiere, right? I think so. Yeah. Early fall. For me, I always have it in my head that it premieres like early October. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So it always seems like the the, uh, the Halloween episode is fairly early in the season. That's true. But I don't know. I am might be remembering that wrong. Anyway, so, uh, I mean, either way, I'm pretty pumped about this because both of those seasons are my favorite seasons. Yeah, same. Um, and... uh I'm. I'm. I think this is the first time I'm excited for an American Horror Story season since before I actually watched Freak Show. Yeah, I thought Freak Show was gonna be good. Yeah, and it it wasn't bad for the first few episodes, but then it just went downhill. Yeah, I didn't like uh, Jessica Ling's character, and I didn't like that she sang all the time because she wasn't a good singer. Yeah. And it was always Bowie. Was it always Bowie? I think so. It was Bowie at least once. Yeah. Uh, I have a song in my head, but I can't remember the title of it. It was Life on Mars was what she said. That's what it was. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I just hope they do this right. I mean, you know, I guess right is is a subjective thing, but I really want to enjoy it because I don't want the, the kind of the legacy of my Two favorite American Horror Story seasons to be tarnished. True. So, Ryan Murphy, just don't fuck up. Get it together, man.
2: No holding back
0: a summer night. I got a feeling it. it's just as dirty as black summer. All right. So, staying in the world of television shows, moving over into
1: streaming. Uh, streaming, the wave of the future.
0: Stream starter.
1: Future. <laughs> Nobody can see what I'm doing. No, you're just just, doing, just you.
0: Kind of looks like a Nazi salute.
1: No, it's not a Nazi salute. <laughs> it's gesturing into the future. Oh. Uh, the, the streaming service Netflix. Heard of it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they have more money than God, apparently. But It just never ends. They're going to be uh, premiering a spinoff of the sci-fi series Z Nation called Black Summer. Neat. It's going to be eight episodes. They've already ordered it straight to series. Did they ever not do that? I've never seen a pilot on Netflix.
1: No. Like the only streaming service I know that does pilots is Amazon, yeah, and I think that's smart of Amazon, yeah, because they just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. yeah I, think I like, feel like Netflix could save a lot of money by doing that, probably. <laughs> but I mean, Netflix is all about binging. It's true, but don't don't you want to put out something people that are something that people actually binge. But the thing is, if
0: you only put out one, how many people are going to watch it and then just kind of forget or not notice it? Like, how many times have you just watched one episode of something
1: on Netflix? Uh, It's... I mean, I I can't think of an instance, but... Exactly.
0: Okay, (laughs) smart ass. Uh, Black Summer is about a mother, torn from her daughter, who embarks upon a harrowing journey, stopping at nothing to find her. Thrust alongside a small group of American refugees, she must have a hostile... Must brave a hostile new world and make brutal decisions... During the most deadly summer of a zombie apocalypse. Um
1: wait, so she it says American refugees. Is that implying that she's not American? Or not in America? I mean, I guess. I know Z Nation is filmed in Canada, but I don't know if it actually takes place there. I've never watched it. Is? it. Huh? I thought it was filmed in Spokane. I'm pretty sure it's filmed in Vancouver somewhere. Uh, at least part of it is filmed in Spokane.
0: Because I remember seeing ads on different websites that were like, looking for extras in Spokane.
1: Maybe they need an active, t- uh, active city that actually looked like a they look fucking like barren wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you film at night, you could just film downtown and make it look deserted. Right. At like 9 o'clock. I mean, I, that that's the only reason I can f- think to film there. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great place to film a zombie movie. Sure. Or a TV show. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, so this
0: mother, this uh, she's going to be played by Jamie King, uh, best known for the remake of My Bloody Valentine or Sin City, post-boob job. Or, of course, Slackers, <laughs> her best role. That is the best role. Oh Angela. <laughs> na, na, na. <laughs> and That's... Your eyes are like two blue shining rockets in the sky <laughs> If you guys hey, haven't... shut up <laughs> If you guys haven't <laughs> <laughs> Hey what a great fucking cast
1: It's so good. It's like they're like everyone in that movie. It's their best movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> by far, um, yeah.
0: Including <laughs> Jamie King, back when she was known as James King, right? I don't know why she did that. Yeah, I was like, wait, that's a woman. Uh, but this character has never appeared on Z Nation, so this is a, apparently a exists in the same universe kind of spinoff, kind of like Fear the Walking Dead before they crossed over. It's just a,
1: it's poop. Just poop.
0: <laughs> it's a poopy show I still haven't gotten through season one Me neither I've had so many people be like Just skip season one But then it won't make any sense Exactly And be like Then I'm gonna be I won't know what's going on I And know. they're like No
1: you'll be fine
0: <laughs> uh, So while Z Nation
1: has apparently, a, a apparently The entire original cast is dead now Well no sorry One person left So From maybe season one? Yeah Really? Yeah. All of them. Except for uh, was it Alicia, Debnam Carey. She's the only character that's still left alive. Oh. Everyone else is dead. So maybe it is worth watching now. Because <laughs> that was the big part about Fear the Walking Dead was that the cast was garbage.
0: None of the characters were likable. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Not I guess, the cast so much. Yeah, the, the cast, the characters. not the stuff here,
1: But the characters themselves. It's like, I don't give a shit about any of these people. Yeah. Uh, so... Maybe it is And it was like now. the beginning of the, the
0: the outbreak, so it was like, I'm going to have to wait for these people to die. Right. I don't want to. I want to see them get their guts ripped out right now. It took like five, what, five seasons? Are they in now? Are they really? I think so. Wow. Um, so while Z Nation has a comedic tone, Black Summer will be going for scares. Creator Carl Schaefer, who created both Z Nation and this, says Black Summer is before the apocalypse got weird and was just scary. <laughs>
1: Oh, good. Damn, Nature, you scary. At no... Oh, wait. Never mind. I was going to say, at no point does it say anything about a zombie takeover, but I guess it does in that last line. Um, He says apocalypse. Apocalypse. Callback to the last story. Uh, Connected. Shared universe. (laughs) Oh, God. What if Z Nation and Walking Dead crossed over? An American Horror Story. And American Horror Story. <laughs> Just a big, giant heap of shit.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't make any fucking sense. No.
1: But God damn it, they'd try. <laughs> and they'd force it, too. It's like, no, no, this makes sense. Trust us. Yeah. Trust us. It makes sense. Perfect sense. And you know people would be fucking stoked. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe they're doing this. This is amazing. Sure yeah amazing
0: it's like, it's like all right sheep <laughs> <laughs> wake up sheeple <laughs> anyway so i have not watched a lot of z nation i watched like a couple se- a couple
1: episodes from the first season yeah same here I'm just like this is not for me <laughs> it's i mean it's on sci-fi yeah <laughs> that that says enough yeah um, a
0: couple of our they reach co-stars were were on it though
1: uh, yeah they were um was it
0: Elizabeth? Yeah, both Elizabeth sotello who plays the mother in They Reach, as well as uh, Eden Campbell, who plays one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. She was on an episode as well. She was just a little baby. Yep. I mean, she still is. <laughs>
1: Compared to us. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I when I heard that she was in it, I looked up the episode and I saw some pictures of her. She was just a, just a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> if she heard this, she'd be like, come on, guys. <laughs> anyway. I hope our parents don't want to listen to this. I hope if not. I, I say, hope. We say fuck a lot. Yeah, and make really disgusting jokes. Yeah. Talk about dicks. I thought it was funny when... Uh, <laughs> talk, about, talk about drinking poop? <laughs> I remember when no I was on set... hear that? <laughs> when I was on set one day, uh, Mary's mom uh, said, Hey, Mary, maybe you should be on their show one day. I'm just like, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> We're not... For children. No.
0: <laughs> I mean, we could do an interview with them and it would be family friendly, but then we would be like, all right, don't listen to this episode.
1: Yeah. Welcome <laughs> back to the show. F- fucking cocks. <laughs> Just got to get that, that back out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> got to take off this dad sweater.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't even say Cosby sweater anymore.
1: No. Because that means you rape. <laughs> it means you rape people. If you wear a Cosby sweater, you rape people. You white. You better have <laughs> like <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I like Jamie King I mean, she's a pretty good actress And she's fun to look at But, I mean, I don't like Z-Nation <laughs> and, I, don't, I mean, the fact that he says that
0: it's not going for comedy And is actually going to be scary Gives me a, a little hope Sure and then, I mean, it's on Netflix, so I'm not going to have to go out of my way to see it. I can that, watch it on my time.
1: That's That strikes me as weird is that it's on Netflix and not sci-fi.
0: Yeah. It's weird that Netflix is picking up other
1: stations' property you now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, I mean, when Supergirl started on CBS, they did a crossover with The Flash. So it was CBS and CW doing crossovers with each other. So are they owned by the same company, though? I don't think so. Oh, okay, I
0: figured they were probably both Viacom or something. Maybe I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. They um, both are not owned by Shinehardwick Company. <laughs> Cable Town with a K.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: I always love that the Cable Town logo is just the the Comcast logo with a K instead of a C. I know. <laughs> it's super blatant. So yeah, I don't know. I I might give this a go. We'll see. It's only one thing left to do.
1: See. you guys remember Mars attacks? Love it. So good. I
0: fucking love Mars attacks.
1: Like not I
0: only got- <laughs>
1: Not only is it a great movie, but it's got an amazing cast, and it's fucking Tim Burton, man. Yeah, that was that was definitely like the key to the tone of the movie was having that Tim Burton flavor. Back when
0: he was still Tim Burton,
1: before he started making Alice in Wonderland and Dumbo. Right. Have you seen the trailer for that Dumbo? Yeah. No. It doesn't really look a lot like Tim Burton. Maybe that's just because of of the theme and like how it doesn't really lend itself to his style. But it didn't look like what you typically expect from a Tim Burton film. Most of my favorite Tim Burton
0: movies, Nightmare Before Christmas aside, aren't like the Tim Burton
1: movies. Mm -hmm. Like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee and Beetlejuice. I mean,
0: I mean, Beetlejuice is a very Tim Burton looking movie. But I mean, those are. those. yeah, but I fucking love it still.
1: Yeah. Um, And this
0: and Mars Attacks. Fucking love Mars Attacks.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, even like uh it's like Sweeney Todd, that doesn't read like a Tim Burton movie, I don't think. Yeah. I mean aside from the, the fact the that it's musical. Yeah, yeah. I mean there are different definitely different Tim Burton elements elements, but the whole movie is not just like Tim Burton in your face. Right. So um but so Mars Attacks is coming back, guys. Sequel? No. Oh, It's coming back in a comic. In Pog form. (laughs) Oh, man. I wish Pogs made a comeback. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I'd play Pogs so much. I still have all my old Pogs. No way. Yeah. I don't know exactly where they are, but I still have them. one of the big tubes? I have one of those. It's about half full, and then I have little ones about that tall. you have a Slammer? I've got a few Slammers, yeah. Nice. I've got one that's made of like... Were they banned in your school? Um... I think when I w- was at school in California, they were. Yeah, they oh. were banned at my elementary school. <laughs> but I think by the time I moved up here, they'd been kind of on their way out. Because they were a form of gambling. Right. Sure. I never I never played for keeps, though. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, no, no. no. These are mine. <laughs> I paid for these with my allowance. Especially when they like wanted to trade slammers and stuff. It's like, fuck
0: you. This no, is no why I never it. trade slammers.
1: Well, uh, you know, some people play for keeps. You know, with slammers, sure. Well, I didn't. We never played for keeps with slammers. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one that was like made of brass, and it was shaped like a like a buzz Nice. And it had a yin yang on it because you know it was the nineties. Yes, yeah, the nineties were weird. It was the nineties, <laughs> and yin yangs were on everything, especially pogs. Oh yeah, I oh, yeah. <laughs> I I probably had like a dozen different Pogs with yin-yangs on them in one form or another. Anyway, um, if so... If you want to know what
0: the 90s were like, look at Rob Van Dam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure. He's still in the 90s. <laughs> He's even... Does he still, still have that long hair? Oh, yeah. What a clown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he still wears singlets with dragons and yin-yangs.
1: And
0: <laughs> <laughs> Still smokes a shit ton of
1: weed. Oh, good. Um, yeah, so uh, Mars Attacks Comics, coming out from uh, Dynamite Entertainment and Tops. Um, writer Kyle Starks, who works on Rick and Morty and Rock County Candy Mountain. And artist Chris Schweitzer from The Creeps and Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl's got some fun art. I, I don't I don't really read it, but the art is pretty fun to look at. They're making some kind of show now that has Squirrel Girl,
0: and it's the AT&T girl. I feel like I
1: remember seeing something about that, but I don't remember any details. Yeah, I don't know what the show is or anything, but yeah, she's playing Squirrel Girl. I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I lost my place. Oh, okay. So, um, so in the first issue, Mars Attacks, number one, aptly named. Um, Spencer hasn't finished a dang thing in his life. Is Spencer, the guy from the movie? I don't remember. Look it up <laughs> to the internet. Uh, so when he, oh, so you when want to do this? Huh? You want to do this? <laughs> so when he goes to visit his dad to see if maybe he can borrow some money, the last thing on his mind is global survival. Now Spencer and his father are on the run trying to avoid being space raided by a bunch of destruction-happy Martians, heck-bent on zapping them dead. Heck-bent. I'm going to assume this is supposed to be like a family-friendly type comic. Well... Kind of sounds like it, it. Family-friendly in the language department, I guess, because, you know, Martians coming to Earth and vaporizing humans is not too kid-friendly, I do sure. No, it was Richie in the movie. Okay. So different guy. Because I was going to say, Spence, like that kid in the movie, I don't think his parents were alive, or at least... Yeah, they were. Okay, well, I remember them not being people that he was too concerned with. That, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How was Jack Black not in the credits for this? Oh, wait, see forecast. cast. Oh, that's right, he was his brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he was skinny. Was well, he skinny? I, I remember him being a little tubby. Comparatively. <laughs> that guy, he's yo-yoed so much, and I think he does it for his roles cuz like remember is he, he in Goosebumps too? I don't think so. Well, what the fuck? Well, I don't know. Um but I mean he lost a bunch of weight around that time. But then did you see Jumanji? The new one? Yeah. No. He got fat again, like big. Yeah, I've seen it in the trailers. So I don't know if he just that just happened or if he did it on purpose, but it's like that's not healthy, man. Yeah. <laughs> even if, even if it is for the art. Like, you know, someone like Jonah Hill. Yeah, where, he's yo he, yo too. Well, he, he he slimmed down and, like, from what I read, he was doing it, like, all wrong. Like, he was just, like, basically starving himself. Oh, jeez. Kind of like Chris Pratt. He was doing it all wrong. Like, basically just losing weight by starving himself and, uh, you know, not necessarily getting a lot of exercise. Just basically depriving himself of nutrients, nutrients and just, you know, letting his body eat his fat. But then he put it all back on and he got big, like, yeah, like maybe even bigger than he was. But now he's like fucking yoked. Have you seen him lately? Yeah, dude. (sighs) Apparently Channing Tatum's kind of like his uh, his guru. (laughs) You could do worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's doing something right. I mean, I don't want
0: him teaching me calculus, but
1: no. But I mean, if I ever wanted to become like, like really fit or be a male stripper I'd go to Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. Or how to get a supermodel to divorce me? <laughs> that was a low blow. I feel I feel bad about that. <laughs> Sorry, Channing. Yeah, he was one of those guys where it's like when I first saw him, I didn't I didn't like him. But the more stuff I saw him in, well, because when he one. first came out, it was just like oh,
0: look at this eye candy for women. He was just a, a hunk, pretty much. Then, then you actually like watch him act, and you're like, oh, he's funny.
1: Yeah, like Twenty One Jump Street yeah hilarious yeah like he was maybe even funnier than Jonah Hill yeah um and uh god what else was he in that I really liked him in fuck I can't think of it <laughs> we're so far off subject <laughs> I mean he was in the two Twenty One 21 street movies obviously and magic Mike <laughs> yeah totally
0: Wait, he's playing Van Helsing. What? Apparently, he's playing Van Helsing in a new Van Helsing movie, and he's also playing Gambit. He, I knew he was playing
1: Gambit. He's also the voice of Superman in the second Lego movie. He was, yeah, he was in the first one, and he was in Lego Batman too. It's uh, you've seen those movies, right?
0: Uh, only the first one.
1: Oh, I, was, I thought it was funny in the first Lego movie how uh, Superman comes flying in and Green Lantern's voiced by Jonah Hill. Oh, nice. And uh he flies in and <laughs> Green Lantern's like, hey, Superman, how's it going? He's like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> You're like, hey, you? It's like, me, it's me, Green Lantern, you remember from the Justice League? It's like, oh, yeah, totally.
0: This is the end? No. Uh... Maybe I'm G.I. Joe. Step up to the streets.
1: <laughs> he was in that? Yep, he was in both of them. Oh, God. I don't
0: know, man. This doesn't matter. This isn't the fucking channel. It really
1: doesn't matter. It's just going to bug me. All right. Well, fucking read the rest of the story. Fuck my life. No. <laughs> Kingsman? Yes. Thank you. Oh, I feel better now. <laughs> Yeah, he was good in that even though he was only in it for like 10 minutes.
0: All right. Anyway, yeah, enough about your crush on Channing Tatum. <laughs> okay.
1: So, uh the day deb- the debate the deb- 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 you know, the debut issue of Mars Dax uh is going to deliver a wide selection of cover variants, providing fans and retailers a chance to collect the whole set. I don't I am a comic book reader. Mm-hmm. And I do not understand the variant cover stuff. I mean, I appreciate the art, especially cover art. But it's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to pick the one I like the best. And that's the one I'm going to buy. See, that's and the thing, I, though. You're a comic book reader. You're not a comic book collector. I guess, yeah. I mean, I collect them in that I don't return them when I'm <laughs> done with well, them. Well,
0: <laughs> sure. But
1: but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, they'll sell comics with blank covers. And like... So you can just draw your own. I mean sure. Um but what a lot of people do is they'll go to like conventions where artists will be like doing commissions and they'll just say, "Hey, draw me, you know, a cover for this." Mm. And they'll sit there at the table and draw something. That's kind of cool cuz then you got like custom shit. Yeah, yeah. Um I know my my buddy has one. I, f- I forget who it was or even what comic it was, but I remember thinking it was pretty cool. Regardless, um, cover artwork fe- features the talents of Tom Mandrake, uh, who works on the Spectre, uh, Ruari Coleman, who does uh, Kiss Army, or K- sorry, Kiss and Army of Darkness, uh, Ian, I think that's Ian, Marin, uh, who does James Bond, The Body, uh, Robert Hack, who works on Doctor Who, and a special subscription cover drawn by Chris Schweizer, who works on The Creeps and is also the artist uh, for the actual uh, comic book artist, not the cover artist? That's something that I didn't even realize until I was older. That the cover artist is different? Yeah. Yeah. And it always bugged me because it's like I'd see the cover and be like, oh, that looks awesome. And then I'd look and the I'm art like, doesn't match. Yeah, I'd start reading and I'm like, this isn't what was on the cover. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't realize that. If they were to put that much detail into each page of a comic book, you'd get one like once every six months. Yeah. (laughs) But Anyway. So this is slated for a release in October. Um, Don't know anything more specific than that. But uh, yeah, you Mars Attacks fans out there, keep an eye on your comic book shop if you can find one because there aren't many left. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so sad. That That bums me out so much amazon's killing everybody man yeah and you know it's you know amazon and people don't want to go buy um paperbacks anymore they want they'll they'll wait for the trades which is like a collection of you know half a dozen or so issues um or they'll read digital copies on their tablets so it's like yeah i mean comic book stores are struggling industry yeah
0: support your local comic book store
1: absolutely buy mars attacks <laughs>
2: i almost drove away i
1: we talked about this
0: <sighs> i was really hoping this would never happen again I for, actually forgot that it happened once already. <laughs> but in a return to the darkest timeline, James Wan and Tommy Blum are teaming up. Yay.
1: Consolidate the hate. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I I don't have to hate them in separate movies. I can just one movie. Just yeah. hate both of them at the same it's time. It's like, oh, here's a
0: movie I definitely don't need to see.
1: Yeah. It saved me a lot of time and energy. Uh, here's a shocker. It's about a
0: killer doll, which I know is completely out of James Wan's wheelhouse. Right. His Twitter handle is Creepy Puppet. He sucks. God, <laughs> God, he just fucking sucks. Uh, the movie is called Mithregan. <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs>
2: what? Uh,
1: but no, I mean, it, it's clearly supposed to be Megan. But why the the E is a three? What does that fucking have to do with anything? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt uh, that it's like in the plot somewhere, but I'm just not getting there. Well, let's <laughs> see. Uh, it's described as a, quote, techno horror thriller. Oh, so it's got science so that you put a number in it and then it's, it's a science name. Oh, I thought it was just like had like a lot of prodigy in it.
0: Wait, what? I'm the fire starter. <laughs> Twisted fire the techno. I guess they're not really techno, are they? I don't know. I don't either. (laughs) I don't know what techno is. Uh, It tells the story of a, quote, brilliant toy company roboticist who uses artificial intelligence to develop Mithrigan, a lifelike doll programmed to emotionally bond with her newly orphaned niece. But when the doll's programming works too well, she becomes overprotective of her new friend with terrifying results. Dum, dum, dum. Isn't this basically um, maybe there was a a, a Mawo- Mawungan and a matugan. Matugan. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the third prototype, so it's my Um. Also, isn't this the same plot as the the remake of Child's Play?
1: It sounds very similar. Um. It also sounds a lot like Deadly Friend, because <laughs> I mean, isn't that the guy brings his? He turns his robot friend into his girlfriend, right? Like he puts puts an AI into his dead friend. Yes. Yeah. It's, it sounds a lot like this. Uh.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's going to be directed by Gerard Johnstone, who directed
1: Housebound. Which isn't bad. It's a, that's actually a pretty good movie. That's, it's like Australian, right? Or New yeah. Zealand? I think it's Australian. I might be wrong, though.
0: Uh, did I see that? I don't think I did. Written by Akila Cooper, who wrote for American Horror Story,
1: as well as Marvel's Luke Cage. See, you know when I see a, a director of a movie that's good... And a writer on a show that's good. I'm like, eh, maybe it's not so bad. But then I just see those first two names again. And, <laughs> and the plot. Which just sounds fucking like recycled garbage.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is going to be produced by Blumhouse Anatomic Monster. In a dual shit show. <laughs> uh, and it's going to start shooting this fall. Can James Wan make a movie without a creepy
1: doll? Um, well, I mean, I haven't seen Aquaman <laughs> There's probably a creepy doll There's probably a doll in there somewhere
0: I mean, Saw, he had he had shoehorned in a creepy doll for no reason
1: Don't get me wrong, I love Saw Well, I mean, you know, the the doll, Billy, he served a purpose Oh, Billy He served a purpose in at least the first movie But then he just kind of, be- Billy the doll became Jigsaw Yeah That was just dumb and then there was uh,
0: Dead Silence. Right. Again, creepy doll in that. Mm-hmm. Um Annabelle. Annabelle, yeah. Dude likes his creepy puppets.
1: Creepy dolls. Dude likes, likes to be a fucking tool. <laughs> I don't have any nice things to say about James Bond or Jason Blum. Yeah. Tommy. Tommy Bloom. Tommy Bloom. Um, uh maybe if his name was actually Tommy, I'd like him more. <laughs> who knows
0: so yeah this i it's not in the story but it's going to be rated PG-13 oh yeah it's, I mean,
1: going
0: yeah, f- it's feature, definitely going to be <laughs> it's going to feature lots of jump scares mm-hmm. and things that look creepy but don't actually serve a purpose
1: yeah things that look creepy in the background but you can't see them cuz they're out of focus yeah and there will be no story whatsoever no i mean aside like these Four or five lines that we're looking at right here, the plot, that's going to be, like, the depth of the story. Yep. You're not going to... You're going to walk out of that theater not giving a shit about anybody who lived or died. Then there will be no blood.
0: And it'll probably be bad. And that's the end of horror
1: business. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Finish on a high note.
0: <laughs> Up next, we've got some movie reviews to talk about.
1: Yeah, and you know what? This is one of my favorite episodes to do because neither of these movies cost me a cent. Yeah, I always <laughs> love when that happens. Um. Okay, so on let's to talk, reviews. Let's talk movie reviews. All right, so we've got two movies to talk about. Both of them... Available on some of your Streaming networks Yeah, Friendly neighborhood streaming services Uh, Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Uh, Let's start with Ruin Me
2: Welcome to Slasher Sleepout For the next 36 hours
0: You'll be root You'll be what? Ruined Oh, I don't really watch horror films And yet you are here at the ultimate horror movie experience She's a really good girlfriend
1: Am I going to survive this?
2: Alex, no,
0: this will be nothing after what
2: you've gone through.
1: Slasher, sleep out. Wow.
0: This must be the starting point. I think we're actually in the middle of nowhere.
2: Didn't you read the directive?
1: It's part haunted house, part scavenger hunt, but we don't have to worry about it. We're just here to have fun. Good luck with that. That guy could be a haunted house actor.
0: Oh. Is this supposed to be part of it? We're. Or you could be a deranged killer who just happened to wander into our campsite. Do you think it was an accident? We all signed waivers. Oh, no, the ride's broken. We're all gonna die. Ah.
1: What happens when the ride really breaks? Ah! Just admit what you did. Ah! It's a slasher trope. They're picking
2: us off one by one. This is real blood. Do you want to die now or die later? You think this is really happening, don't you? I don't know. No. I'm not leaving you. Slash your sleep out, man. You're supposed to be having fun. You scared already, Cupcake.
0: Alright, so this is a movie that I actually originally wanted to see a couple months ago when it was in town for Sif's What the Fest. Right. But it was when I was in New Orleans. So I did not get a chance. Well, you done fucked up, sir. Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> fuck me. I mean, I was went to New Orleans, so it wasn't all bad. <laughs> uh it has won a shitload of awards, looks like. Uh thirteen different different awards. From various festivals. So. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, directed by Preston DeFrancis. This is a story of a girl. <laughs> 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 um, that just came out naturally. <laughs> um, Taylor's really ended 90s college rock. She, Her name is Alex. And she has been convinced by her boyfriend Nathan. To go on this horror movie retreat it's kind of a haunted experience it's like a haunted house but it's it's an outdoor weekend event very similar to uh the
1: great uh horror camp out yeah which apparently is not around anymore yeah like I, it went tits up watching this movie i'm like I wonder what's going on with that because they did one here mm-hmm. and then for a few years they only did it in la but now it looks like they haven't done one since 2016 yeah that's a bummer that yeah, is yeah, so it's this
0: immersive event where you go and you're it's called slasher sleep out. Which have you heard the term sleep out before? No. Me neither. It's like a combination of sleepover and camp out, I guess. Why wouldn't they just call it camp out? Maybe it was a trademark? You can't trademark camp out? No, like slasher camp out. Maybe that was a trademark. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I didn't bother to look. But so yeah, this uh, her boyfriend Nathan, he was supposed to go with his friend Graham. But Graham got sick, so she got talked into going. She's not a horror movie aficionado by any means. But they go to this uh, abandoned gas station. And she's like, is this, is this really it? He tells her, you oh, know, some of the best movies started old gas stations. just <laughs> true. You know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. For one. Yeah. And others. And others. <laughs> 2001 Maniacs. <laughs> but so they—they they, you know American classics. They meet the rest of their group. There's a couple named uh, Pitch and uh, what is the girl's name? She has like a regular name, Marina. Well, fairly regular. And they're yeah they're like goth. Yeah, and they've they've done this before. They're old hat. They know what they're doing. And then there's Tim, who is this the strong silent type, and then Larry. <laughs> who is awesome. <laughs> Larry's great. He's, he's he's your comic relief. Yeah. He's the big goof. He's the keystone to this entire film. He's great. <laughs> and so this guy pulls up in a, in a sketchy looking van, gets out, tells them all, you know, this is what we're going to do. Here's the rules. But he's very, you know, he's very gruff and just like. You're gonna do what? What I say? When I say?
1: How I say? This guy looks like a fucking mess too. Big fat guy. I think he's wearing overalls, Uh, and he's got like this white wife, like his wife beater on, I think, or or t-shirt, and like around stained. Yeah, like it's all stained around the collar. Like he looked like he threw threw up on himself or something. (laughs) And he's got a ginger beard. Right. Fuck ginger beards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he screams at him, and you know, (laughs) at one point, a tampon falls out of her bag, and he's like. Hope you don't need this. Better go plug it up, Carrie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it think it's like, so Um, Nathan and Alex, mm-hmm. like they didn't know they didn't, they weren't supposed to bring bags with them. Yeah.
0: So they've got their backpacks and all their camping gear with them. And it's like,
1: somebody didn't read their directive. No bags. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's when the tampon falls out.
0: Yeah. And he makes them all sign waivers. Saying that, you know, they they can touch them, but they can't, wait, pronouns are mixing me up. The actors can touch them, but they can't touch the actors back. Right. Which? Which, you know, that's pretty standard for these kind of
1: experiences. Which would make me, which would make it very difficult for me to go. it's like, no, no. (laughs) So he's putting their hands on me. I'm not going to, like, unless I'm at a strip club, it's not going to (laughs) be that way.
0: So then these guys come running out of the van, put bags over their heads, drag them off out of the woods and just leave them there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pitch finds a couple of backpacks in a dumpster and each one has a number. They all got branded Mm -hmm. by the the ginger beard beforehand. So they each get their own backpack and each one has an an individual item. There's a flashlight, uh, handcuffs, a hammer, a gun. Yeah
1: which appears to be real.
0: Anaconda. Right. <laughs> yeah, and w- the gun has two bullets. Yeah, by all all accounts seem to be real. So, it kind of starts out almost like an escape room. Mhm. But it's like an outdoor escape room. There's all these different puzzles they have to solve, which
1: sets kind of sets it apart from what I understand about the great horror. Am I saying that right? Great Horror Camp? I think out? That's what it was, yeah. Um Whereas that is just like you're literally camping out overnight and you're being chased around the woods by killers. Yeah.
0: It's basically like you're yeah. in a slasher movie. Yeah. This I mean, one's much more like active. It's more creative. Mm-hmm. It's more. Yeah. Um, great horror camp. <coughs> that's what, it just wasn't sounding right in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's, it's almost like a like an escape room. There's, Would you have gotten that tree one? No. I, I would have been staring at that for hours. Yeah, I was going to say, even if I did, it wouldn't have happened that fast.
1: Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't understand this. Like, even a little. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then even when she was like, hmm, tree, I was <laughs> like, what? It's like, what about the tree? Yep, that's a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> but so that night, they're attacked by this guy in a in a... I don't even know what the mask was made of, but not attacked, but I guess they they'd see him
1: coming after their group, and they all run kind of kind of almost looks like uh like his face is wrapped in gauze, yeah like a, like a, like a bandage um yeah i as far as what it what it was made of, I couldn't even tell you yeah um but yeah, he just kind of pops up out of nowhere and starts chasing them. yeah, and they run, and he
0: apparently doesn't chase them, doesn't follow them right. But they make it to their campsite. There's already tents set up for them and a campfire going. There's beers in the cooler.
1: Hell yeah, fucking party. Woo! Then Marina takes her top off.
0: Yep, and just stands there. Yeah. Awkwardly. Like She's like, we can play Truth or Dare. Or we can just cut straight (laughs) to the fun stuff. It's like, look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Look (laughs) at my eyes. See see where they are. (laughs) And then Pitch is like, it's not that kind of crowd. (laughs) He's so fucking emo. I know. It's disgusting. (laughs) Uh, So then all of a sudden, old Ralph comes running out of the woods (laughs) with a knife. And he's like, oh, I forgot to mention. Skipped over. uh, Larry's backpack had a newspaper article about escape mental patients. Yeah. Who escaped from the local hospital. And they were like, oh, this must be our Mm storyline. And so when old Ralph comes running out of the woods and he's all, you're all doomed. Waving the knife at him. And they're like, okay, uh, this is part of the story. And, and then he, he cuts Nathan, yeah. slices his arm open, and then runs away. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: like he says, uh, some, something like, like you're one of them or something like Tim. that. To Tim. Yeah. yeah. Um, I felt like it was something was missing, but I think that was the entirety of that scene. Yeah, and...
0: You know, so they kind of freak out a little bit because this guy just sliced Nathan's arm (laughs) open. But Pitch is just like, well, you know, you signed a waiver.
1: Right. It's like, no, no.
0: (laughs) This was not part of the deal. Yeah. I didn't say that they could cut me open. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know there was going to be actual weapons and shit. (laughs) But so they go to bed. um, And uh, they wake up the next morning and the cooler's locked. Then there's...
1: Fingers nailed to the top of the cooler to the cooler that lock on there that that letter lock had flashbacks to that escape room I know it's like all oh, those fucking things <laughs> so they again it's
0: it's a puzzle each finger has a number on it you know they each have a number of their own and so they all take off into the woods to find apparently there's matching fingers that each has a letter mm-hmm. that and then once they figure out the word it will open the lock.
1: Did you mention that Tim was missing? No. Yeah. So, yeah, they all wake up in the morning. They all get out of their tents. And they're like, all right, well, what do we do now? And he's like, well, where's Tim? So Alex steps up and says, I'll get him. Goes over to his tent and he's gone. His He's gone and his stuff is gone. So they start to think that maybe he just bailed. Um, maybe he said the safe phrase. Yeah. Which is, aloha,
0: welcome to Hawaii. Right. <laughs> so yeah, they all go off. They split off into groups. And they're all going through the woods trying to find more clues. Uh, Alex and Marina go off. Marina tells Alex that she and Pitch are polyamorous. They basically just like to fuck around. Right. Alex tells Marina that she overdosed on
1: heroin. <laughs> yeah. Which is a surprise to everyone, I yeah. think. Cause I, I didn't see that coming. Me neither. She seemed really bookish and, and quiet. Yeah. Not a heroin addict. <laughs> no.
0: Uh, yeah, and you find out that her and Nathan actually met when she was in rehab. He was a, a therapist
1: there. And you know, I feel like that is very uh, looked down on. Yeah, taboo. It's, usually, it's bad form for a therapist to date one of his patients. Usually, yeah. But who am I? I'm just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> only judge.
0: Only only judge can judge me. Judge. You know, that's and what my girlfriend calls her grandfather.
1: Judge <laughs> the old, the almighty.
0: Uh, Wait, yeah. like
1: like instead of grandpa or something, yeah. Th- what? What? It's Polish. Oh uh, she's Polish? Yeah. Are you I'm Polish? Polish.
0: <laughs> Drive me three blocks.
1: <laughs> but I'm so tired.
0: Um <laughs> was that guy Polish? Oh, you gotta take got to give those guys a ride. Kid, welcome to Brooklyn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Drive me three blocks. No, you right? don't understand. I'm not a taxi. <laughs> no, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: um. um. And <laughs> well, there's your Mulaney bit for the episode. Oh,
1: uh, it wouldn't be a grave plot episode without it.
0: Oh, uh, where the hell was I? Um, they open the cooler and uh, something about Judge. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, they find Tim's body
1: up in a tree. Yeah. And then once they get
0: the cooler open,
1: they, they go back in his body's gone. <laughs> that part, when they discover Tim, or say rather, Alex discovers him, she's taking a piss. So she's squatting next to a tree. She takes out some toilet paper and goes to wipe herself and pulls it back and it's covered in blood. Now, I think if any female watched that, they would say that's not what period blood looks like, which is just gross. Was it already covered in blood? I thought the blood dripped down while she was holding it. It did, but okay. she thought she was on a period. Okay, so she's digging around for a tampon, but then she sees more blood drip onto it. Oh, gotcha. And she's like, "What?" But it's like, <laughs> uh... I just don't know how she managed to not realize that blood had dripped onto the toilet paper, and that was a lot of blood to just be there suddenly. Yeah, it's like I think she might actually be on her period. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that was weird that there was just so much blood, but it was just like a dripping in a split second.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so she goes and tells everybody they go back. His body's gone. So they go back to the campsite. They open the cooler and uh, there's Tim's compass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pitch is also getting really pissed off because Alex has solved two of the puzzles and he feel like, feels like he's the expert. Yeah, he's playing to win. Yeah, he's the one that should be solving all the puzzles because he's done this kind of shit before and, and Alex is really just kind of getting by on dumb luck.
0: Yeah. So he he freaks out. He pulls the gun on her. Mm-hmm. First he pulls it on uh, Marina because <laughs> he thinks she's fucking Larry. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which maybe she is. I don't know.
0: But even if she was, they're probably hammering. I thought it was fine. He yeah. was fine with her wanting to fuck Tim.
1: Open relationships don't work. She was riding Tim, and he was fine with that. Yeah, I I, I lost track of the movie a little bit at that point. Like when they're around the campfire and she keeps sitting on Tim's lap. I'm just like, wait, what? What's going on here? It's like, what happened to the other guy? Yeah, because well, she says like, it's okay. We're allowed to play.
0: <laughs> and I'm just like, and I think Pitch got pissed off because the only girl there was only other girl there was Alex, yeah, who was with her boyfriend. So he was like, what about me? Yeah. She's like, I'm not into dick, so. <laughs> but then they had, like, crazy makeup sex later. Yeah. Hey, guys, congratulations. Uh, the Grey Plot Film Fest is now officially live on Film Freeway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it has been successfully reviewed.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and then. Okay. So we we got to talk about this weird scene. Okay. While Pitch and Marina are having sex very loudly in the next tent, uh, Nathan and Alex... Oh, this, they, yeah. They have a, a little argument.
1: About how they never argue. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's never a good start to a conversation. It's like, it's amazing how we never argue because then it always leads into an argument. Yeah. But then
0: he's like, okay, time for makeup sex. Yeah. And she's like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then she's like, but I could do something for you. And he's like, oh, you want to get it wet? Or you want to wet it? I was like, what? That's not a phrase. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? Um, and then she, she says, what about my sweaty balls policy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, that like I lost track of what I was watching. I started fucking around my phone or something. And I heard that and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is a sweaty balls talk?
0: Yeah. And... Uh,
1: and he's like, I didn't even go to the gym. Like, <laughs> Five-hour car ride and a hike through her. Five-hour car ride, two hours in a van, and then hiking through the woods all day. And then she spits
0: in her hand and says, this is the best I can offer. And he's like, I'll take it. <laughs> Sold. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> that happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, then going back... Um, where was I before I jumped to that? Uh, oh, when Pitch pulls the gun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, old Ralph jumps out of the woods and slits his throat. Yeah. And so this is the point where you're starting to be like, well, something's going on here that's not right. Yeah. It's like, hold on. like Maybe that newspaper wasn't part of the story. Right. Because it was actually stuck to the outside of the backpack with gum. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in his backpack. Yeah. And so, there's a series of events, things start to go haywire, and you're constantly going, what's part of the show, what's not, what's coming in from the outside. And this movie was really good at that. Yeah, this it's full of twists and turns.
1: Yeah, but you know, you know, a lot of movies, even when it's designed to kind of keep you guessing, a lot of times you can kind of figure it out. Like, you kind of get... Get wise to a lot of things, just like okay, well, I know what's real, what's not, and where this is going. This one, it's like it it leads you almost almost by the hand uh, to certain conclusions. And I don't know if it's just that they they do it really well, or you, you just get distracted by the fact that that you're being led in this direction. But for me, at least, like it got to points where it's just like. Like these twists and turns would happen. It's just like whoa! Didn't I didn't know that was gonna happen? Yeah, because like one
0: thing will happen, <clears throat> and you'll be like, oh, well, that means that it's gonna be this. And so then it, you watch, you know, the next ten to fifteen minutes, thinking that's what's gonna happen, and then all of a sudden something else happens that puts you in another direction. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of twists and turns, lots of red herrings, mm-hmm. but but done well. Yeah, and you know I don't want to get too far into spoiler territory, so we'll kind of
1: hang it up there. But yeah, I mean, like even like. Up to the end, like what? So I think there's kind of like two endings, sort of. Yeah. Um, like the a false ending and then the yeah. Ending. Yeah. Up to the first ending was still guessing. Um and like you know it leads you to this conclusion, and it just kind of makes you think, okay, well that's it. But then it keeps the movie keeps going. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, where is this going now? Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't say that the very ending, like, how how things actually come to pass, um, and, like, once the absolute truth is revealed, it's not surprising, because I think at this point, you've probably considered that as a potential... I would say it's not surprising what happens, but it's surprising how it happens. Sure. I mean, as far as, like what happens and and who was involved I wasn't that shocked but like right. I wasn't shocked by like who was responsible I was more shocked that it happened at all because I just kind of f- figured things had been resolved <laughs> I mean there was one one little thing loose thread hanging out there the Little you know thing. Little thing. <laughs> um there was one little loose thread hanging out there but uh Feel like it was kind of try like they're trying to like downplay it, so you we were thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But no, it, like it, it was really effective in that it, it really keeps you guessing up until the very end. Yeah. Um, it's sh- not
0: super gory or scary or anything like that. It's much more of a mystery.
1: Yeah, but it's it, yeah, it's well done. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know, Alex is, you know, a lot of this is being essentially told third person from Alex's perspective. Like, she's kind of like the main, the, the primary focus of the uh-huh. movie. And, you know, once you find out that, yeah, she was, you know, a heroin addict. At one point, she was close to death. She went to rehab and she might have some, you know, mental instability. That, go like, starts to play into the, the plot. Pretty heavily, where you start to question what's actually happening. You know, if something, if what you're seeing is actually happening, or if it's just in her head, even as it's happening. Because it's not like, it's not like some movies where it's like, you know, all these things happen and then you discover the person's crazy and they imagine the whole thing. It's like in this, you discover that she might be crazy. And that uh, these things are currently happening on screen, but just like, well, is she imagining this or is this actually happening? Yeah. So So it's almost like there's three
0: different storylines and you're not sure because there's like, is this her delusion? Is this part of the haunt or is this something that's happening outside the haunt? But like within the haunt, but not part of the haunt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think it's, uh, it must be her who's talking to Larry at one point. Saying, you know, what is what if this isn't real, or what what if this is all real? And you know, Larry says, you know, I think there's two options. It's like there are the, the chance that all this is part of the whole thing. This has all been planned out very elaborately, or there just so happens to be uh, escape mental patients or escape you know crazy killers out in the woods at the exact same time that we're doing this, right? just mere blocks from this haunted attraction yeah so it's like you know what's more likely yeah and that's pretty effective even as an audience audience member saying yeah you I mean he's right it, it in it's real pretty life. far-fetched yeah. yeah in real life that's what I would be thinking it's like well what are the odds that this would just so happen to be happening at the same time mm-hmm. so um yeah and I like that it's very
0: like it it kind of gives these nods to other horror movies. You know, like you mentioned he calls her Carrie and tells her to plug her up, plug mm-hmm. it up at one point. Um, the kidnapping scene kind of feels a little saw-ish, maybe. Um, you know, there's a point where Larry's asking everybody their favorite horror movies, and there's references to like Cronenberg. Um oh, there's at least at least one more that I now I can't think of.
1: Um so they've said Dead Ringer. Um. somebody mentioned The Conjuring I was just like eh. oh no it was Insidious Insidious that's what it was yeah, yeah. sorry Um. there's only two I can remember I feel like there was one later but I don't remember what it was doesn't matter what ifs?
0: also felt a little American Psycho towards the end with yeah the whole, like what's real what's, what's exactly. imaginary
1: yeah I mean like I, I don't don't want to reveal the ending but yeah it does uh, it does play with your head a little bit because it's like the whole movie just the, all the cards are being held really close to the vest and you just don't really know if you can believe what's your what you're seeing yeah because it's kind of rides that line of like you know well the events that are happening it rides that line of being far fetched and plausible mhm so yeah i enjoyed it yeah, I, I had fun with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if this is like something I like go back to a lot. That's the big problem with with movies that are so
0: reliant on mystery. Yeah, is that once the mystery's gone, a lot of the of
1: the appeal of a rewatch is gone. The thrill is gone. The thrill is gone away. Yep, <laughs> like the song. You know that one song. Yep, thriller. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Neat. I don't know what else. All right. <laughs> I do wish there had been some more gore. That's that was what was really missing for me. I mean, you know, you had Tim's bloody corpse, you had the fingers, and you but the know, fingers were clearly fake. Well, yeah. Um and I don't know if that was intentional. Like, I think it was, because
0: it was part of the part of the, the yeah. event.
1: Um and even like when uh when a dude has his throat slit, even that kind of looked fake. Yeah. So I, but it's like, it wasn't supposed to look fake. Right. Or, you know, right on that line of fake and not fake. I I don't know. Like basically the whole movie. (laughs) Um, But you're right. Yeah. I do wish there was more gore. Um, But at the same time, I almost wonder if there were more gore, if that would have taken away from the mystery of whether or not this is real. Yeah, potentially. Cause if you see, you know, body parts, especially if you see like the people that you were just talking to, like dismembered
0: kind of give you it's, an it's inkling. That it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but would you do something like this? Um, yeah, I think so. It's my whole thing. Like with the, the great, uh, was it the Great American Campout? Right? Horror Campout? Horror Campout, yeah. Um, Like, you know that they can't touch you. So it's kind of like, what's really the incentive for me here? Like, obviously, I'm going to feel like I'm in a horror movie, but if I know that nothing's going to happen,
1: like, what's... They tag me and I'm out, or like... <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing about the, the horror campout was that there was a safe zone where... Um, you know, if you, I think you had to actually pay more to to camp out there, if I remember right. And in safe zone, you know, you put your tent there and you hang out there and the killers or, you know, the the stalkers in the woods, they don't go there. So, you know, for a fact that you're not going to be disturbed, but for probably 90% of the people there, their tents are all outside the safe zone. So they could potentially be stalked and attacked at any point in the night. Yeah. So I think that was a big part of the thrill with that is that, you know, even if they're not going to like actually physically harm you, just the, the, the in- adrenaline rush and the anxiety of potentially being, uh, you know, intruded upon at any point in the night. So it's like you can't sleep. You don't know when it's going to happen. You know, it's like, you think that these actors have probably been out in these woods for a couple of weeks, learning, learning about them. yeah the and, ins and outs and yeah. all the
0: paths and where to go. Yeah, and you know, I, I said it sarcastically, but it's a, not a bad idea for like if they tag you, you're out. Like, sure, you have this incentive to not let them get near you because mm-hmm. you want to stay there, finish the event. But
1: yeah, and I mean, maybe well, that, maybe that was part of it. I, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. Like so this one has a lot a
0: lot more puzzles than what i would assume what mm-hmm. i was expecting
1: which kind of made it fun
0: you know it's something to do when you're just waiting around for the slasher to yeah, come yeah. get you
1: yeah i mean it doesn't really play into the whole horror movie yeah i mean it's like you know it, you think of something like saw sure um but that's more like you said more like an escape room type thing mm-hmm. if you were doing like a for instance, a Saw-themed escape room. That kind of stuff would fit in perfectly. But if you're out in the woods and it's supposed to be like a, a slasher motif or, you know, escaped mental patient type thing, then the puzzles don't really fit in with the theme. Exactly. It, it kind of takes you out of the immersion. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, it, it's fun. It's something to do. Something to keep you entertained during the out, down times. But it doesn't really play into the whole gimmick of it. Yeah. But... No, overall, it was it was a fun movie. Um, My girlfriend really liked it. Really, yeah. I mean, um, she like sat and watched the whole
0: thing with me, which was weird. That is weird. Yeah, and she was like getting into it. Like it would something would happen, and she'd be like, "Oh, well, is 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 it this? Is it that?" <laughs> I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> She's like, "Why don't you watch and find out?" <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> that was the other movie.
1: Oh, uh, fun. Yeah. Shut
0: the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like a child who wants to in the middle of a movie and wants to know the entire plot. Um, Yeah, so it was fun. It's not like, it's not an award winner. There was nothing spectacular. Uh, it but, is. It won 13 different awards. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, like festival stuff, sure. I mean, it's not going to go. To the Emmys or the Oscars? Well, no, that's, horror that's, movies never do. That's just what I'm saying. It's like it's not. There's nothing spectacular about it. I felt. I mean, like the the direction was fine, the cinematography was fine, the acting was fine. Nothing particularly memorable about any of them.
0: I mean, it's nothing. But, it's nothing groundbreaking. No, but... no, no,
1: and the, they're not bad. They're they're just fine. Yeah. Um. But, in, but the whole movie the the movie as a whole worked well, yeah, and so uh yeah, i I mean, all that considered together i I enjoyed it quite a bit,
0: yeah, so, I mean, like we said if you know if you're going in expecting a, a gore fest, it's definitely not that it's it's not what I expected by any means. Mm-hmm. um I expected one of those kind of like haunted experience goes wrong, and there's actually a slasher in the woods and that kind of thing, yeah, but it's definitely
1: not that. it's very reminiscent of fear Inc, yes. So I mean if you were to combine the actual real life great horror camp out and the movie Fear Inc and make a movie combining those two things this is what it's, you get. Yeah
0: kind of that. So but yeah I thought it was fun and it's it's definitely something that keeps you engaged because like we said there's lots of twists and turns mm-hmm. and lots lots of you know it takes you in one direction makes you think one thing and then all of a sudden it's not like it like drastically changes but all of a sudden it'll just give you something that just throws everything you just thought into doubt. Yeah. Exactly. So um, some of the some little
1: tricks were
0: good, I thought. Yeah, that another the, thing that was kind of sawish was some of the the traps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last one was really good, I thought.
1: Which actually, I mean, I, I won't talk about it, but the one on the beach. Yeah, yeah, that was the best one, I think. Yeah, that was cool. Um,
0: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a seven.
1: I think I'll give it a six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah think it, see? <laughs> uh, I think if it was, if something really stood out as far as like, you know, how it was shot or if there there's anybody in the movie that really stood out as far as acting, I'd probably give it a seven. But like I said, everything was fine. And I enjoyed it, so I'd say it's better than average. So, six. All right. All right. So moving on. Oh, by the way, that's available on Shutter. I don't. We mentioned that, right?
0: I don't know if we did.
1: Oh well, yeah. So uh, we may have. We
0: may not have. I don't
1: remember. (laughs) So uh, Ruin me is uh, available on Shutter. So again, Shutter's five dollars a month. So if you want get it that kind of stuff, then. Yeah, throw down. And you get a free uh, trial, too, for a, a week, all Right? Is it a week or a month? I want to say it's a week because I signed up for it for Joe Bob. And I'm pretty sure it got charged a week later. Either I don't way, know. Either way, it's five bucks. It's worth it. Yeah. <clears throat> so our next movie is a Netflix original. Um, and it is called Tau.
0: One of the most advanced ais in the world he's an early version of the project i'm working on what do you want from me i need you to complete the project
2: and what if i say no
0: then your stay in my home will be brief and unpleasant do everything Tao says
2: i have been instructed to inflict pain should you not comply with my commands you will complete these tasks it is time to begin ah! Just wait for the police to
1: find us. You want to die down here? No one was coming to save us. Uh, how do we get out?
2: What is this place? Help me! Julia. Julia. What are you doing? Answer me! Return to your tasks immediately, or I will inflict pain.
1: All right. So, Tau is a 2018 film, um, directed by Freder- or Federico De D'A- Alessandro. Um. Yeah. So, it's like I said, <laughs> it's a Netflix movie. Um, and it stars Micah Monroe from It Follows and fucking Francis. Yep. <laughs> from Deadpool, also known as Ed Screen. That's his nickname, Ed Screen. He's actually Francis. Um, so, this movie is. It takes place in. I mean, also how much like a
0: demented fetus oh has the voice of gary oldman (laughs) right
1: of course how could
0: we forget uh, gary oldman um asked my girlfriend i was like do you recognize that voice and she's like i feel like i do i'm like it's gary oldman she's like "Mm, i don't know who that is i'm like serious black oh yeah
1: (laughs) god i i can guarantee you'd i have the exact same conversation with her um, anyway, so this movie takes place in kind of um, any town USA, but, or I should say any metropolitan, any metropolitan area USA. Um, and Micah Monroe is, uh, she plays Julia who, is she a hooker? No. She's just a thief. Yeah. Okay. So she goes to clubs. Dressed like a hooker, yes, and um, she takes guys into the bathroom, starts making out with them, and pulls shit out of their pockets, like cell phones. Yeah, she's just a petty thief. Yeah, um, and she you know, she takes it to her her fence at the pawn shop, and that's how she kind of finances her meager life. She lives in this shitty, shitty studio, studio apartment, apartment in <laughs> next to a Kenny Rogers. Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> <Daddy! laughs> No, she's like, I don't know what building it is. It's just like a big fucking warehouse or something, but this big ass neon sign just coming. It blinks like red and then blue. Yep. Red and then blue. And like she doesn't have any like Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Um she like doesn't have like curtains or anything, so she's just coming in yeah. all hours of the night. Um lots of lots of bold use of color in this movie. Yeah. Um so one night she's out uh, kind of doing her thing, and she is walking home and she's being followed by this van and let's see I'm trying to remember the sequence of events here does she just get she's out walking home and uh, she, just, she just gets swooped up by someone and no, it's in her apartment. Is it an apartment? Mm hmm. Okay. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah. So she gets taken and she wakes up, uh, res- like strapped to a chair um, and having something done to her head. Uh, yeah. She's wearing
0: this like weird plastic mask mm-hmm. and she's in like hospital scrubs almost. almost it looks
1: almost like a, like a prison uniform or something. Yeah. Just like uh, almost, almost like something uh, like you'd see. Like, I mean, if it, if it, if like people at concentration camps wore the same thing, but it was just like a solid blue rather than black and white stripes. That's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so she's restrained to this chair, and something is happening to her. Where it's not really clear on exactly what. No. But it's causing her a lot of pain. She's struggling. and she, you know, She's trying desperately to get out of the chair. And she's just writhing in agony. Um, and then she's released into this prison cell with two other people. restrained, Dressed and restrained the same way that she is. But they can't communicate because they're all wearing these masks that are, you know, preventing them from talking. Um, and uh, so... The, ser- the sequence of time in this movie is very, um, what's the word? Cut down. Right? I mean, it's like, it's very concise. Con- eh, I mean, y- sure. That's not exactly the word I was looking for, but you know, the whole movie takes place over the course of two weeks. Yep. Um, and you know, it's an hour and a half or however long, um, so everything happens very quickly. Uh, Ninety nine minutes. Ninety nine. Okay. So, but it all happens very quickly. You know, to get through so much time in such a short, short amount of time. Um, yeah, they break out of that cell real quick. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the way the way they do it too is like so the the fence is electric or the the gate or whatever the bars are electrified, and um, they need to find a way to de electrify if they're even gonna have a chance of getting out. So one day, like one day, maybe the next day or several days later, who knows And with this movie, um uh the this guy that has kidnapped her, uh, who's played by Ed Screen, um Tom, Alex. No.
0: Thomas Alexander Upton,
1: but Tom. he goes by Alex. He does, does go by Alex. Yeah. So there are two Alexes. There is in uh, ruined me too.
0: Oh, yeah, that's. I mean, we did it on purpose, right? <laughs> that was this is our Alex episode. <laughs> Welcome. Um, did you notice Thomas Alexander Upton
1: Tau? Oh, uh, no, I didn't notice that. I mean, Tau is a is an AI system. Well, I say t- the Tau is, I think, a, a Greek. Oh, it's a Greek letter, yeah, yeah. Um it just looks like a T, right? Um, so I guess I figured that's what it was, but it never really explained any kind of relevance. Anyway, um, so yeah, one day Julia she's being tested by tested on by Alex again. Not really sure exactly what he's doing other than like scanning her brain somehow because she has she's like having these flashes of memories. And yeah, it's almost like her life is flashing before her eyes. <laughs> um. And it's like, you're not really sure. Is like, is That's Alex? My first thought was like, he was
0: like sucking her life out of her and she was having, you know, she was having her life flash before her eyes. Mm. And I just expected Christopher Guest to walk out and be like, I just removed a year from your life.
1: <laughs> How does that feel? I don't know why both Screen and Oldman were doing American accents. I don't understand. Um, why not? Sure. Because it uh, takes place in America, I, I guess. Uh, anyway, but so she's being tested, and he he finishes and lets her out of the chair and starts leading her back to the cell. And she swipes a pair of uh, scissors, like surgical scissors. Mm-hmm. She gets back to the cell and she cuts her mask off, and um, you know frees the other two prisoners. I mean, of frees them of their bondage. Um, But they still need to figure out how to get out. And so her brilliant idea who, like, this is n- something I never would have conceived of, is that she's got to tear the legs off of her pants. Yeah. And sh- tear-, tear them to shreds and make a rope and tie the scissors to them and try and remove the power uh, cord from this generator or whatever it is. And instead... She thinks that it's going to be an even more brilliant idea to uh, disconnect the gas line and then create a spark by touching the gas line against this box, which apparently has an electric charge, too. Yeah. So the whole fucking thing explodes, and they escape out into this house, um, which suddenly comes to life with... uh, this giant fucking ed 209 looking thing.
0: Yeah. This like piece of art, this, uh, sculpture suddenly like turns into the fucking Optimus prime and wakes up and yeah starts, starts stomping through the yard. <laughs> um, and
1: so the stomping through the forest, like a retarded Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> 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 yep. That. <bad. laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this robot, which we, we come to find out is named Ares, uh, Swipes up one prisoner, then gets the other one, and the only one left is Julia, and she's trying to make her escape, but that's when Alex walks back in, and um, he, he, I think it just jumps the next scene, right? It doesn't knock her out or anything. Uh, she, she definitely gets knocked out, but I don't remember if it was by the robot or by him, or if they even show it. They may not even show it. I just remember her. Like trying to crawl towards the door, and Alex is standing there, and then she's tied to that thing. yeah, they may not have even show him what happened um, so this is when we're introduced to Tao, who is like i said like to like said the artificial intelligence that runs the house, it's basically a smart home, everything in this house is but the
0: smartest home,
1: yeah, like the no no house is more smarter than this house. It is the smartest I know smart houses <laughs> um. And, uh, I mean, like, literally everything in the house is, like, I mean, everything's, the lights, the paint on the walls. Like, Tao kind of briefly explained the smart paint. I don't yeah. remember what it what it entailed. But
0: I, it was something that I was like, I don't know if that would work, but I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like science. Yeah, <laughs> I, that could that could work. <laughs> I don't even know if the things he's saying
1: are actual things. He's like, it's,
0: it's coated in a layer of this. I'm
1: like, oh, that sounds legit. Yeah, and then he's like explaining it in like technical terms. And then she's like, What? (laughs) He's like, It's smart paint. (laughs) You stupid. He's like, It's science. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up. It's science. You wouldn't understand. (laughs) (laughs) So she, um, she, so okay. So in the process of escaping from the cell, they basically blew all of Alex's work to shit. Like, all of his servers and all of his research on this new artificial intelligence um, is gone. Like, everything's just destroyed. So, he needs her uh, alive in order to recreate this work that he's been working on, which is basically to um, assign cognitive functions to an artificial intelligence. Yeah. He's basically creating Tau 2.0. Right. But he needs human input. Right. He needs ex- more input. <laughs> um, it's explained to us that Tao is like his first draft, basically. Um, Tao runs his home, but he says uh, Tao doesn't really know anything of the world because he's very um, basic as far as AI goes. And or he's very basic as far as an advanced AI, AI goes. <laughs> yeah. um, but he has to keep him secluded from the outside world because he needs... When he receives information, he has a tendency to, or Tao has a tendency to misconstrue it and make assumptions um, and just basically kind of go, Hal, 2000 on us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Julia strikes a deal with Alex that he won't kill her. <laughs> As long as she completes these daily tasks to measure her brain function, because she actually, I meant frail, failed to mention this, her and the two other captives at the beginning who are both dead now, by the way, um, have these things, uh, implanted in the back of their necks, which apparently are some kind of cognitive scanners, some kind of chip that just, that reads their brain activity and, uh, interprets it, interprets it into the kind of data that he needs. So she says that, you know, if you, you know, I want to take a, sh- I want to shower every day. I want fresh, fresh, regular clothes. um, And I think she said, like, I want a bed to sleep in or something like that. But basically, she's striking a deal with him. Um, Wait, what'd you say? You said shower and clothes and food. Shower and clothes food. and food. Okay. Um, and, uh. You know, after some back and forth, Alex agrees to it. And so, daily, and over the course of, like I said, like two weeks or so. Um, yeah, but every time there's a
0: time jump, it's two days. Because Tao always says, your presentation is due in, and it's
1: like 14, 12, 10, 8. It's always two days. Really? I didn't catch that. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess even the the, the time is more compacted than I even thought. Yeah. Um, so... Alex has instructed Tao to keep um, Julia in this one room of the house. She's not allowed to go anywhere else without injury or damage being done. Um, And so Julia kind of abides by this for, you know, probably the first couple days. But eventually she starts, you know, getting desperate. Like, she's like, I got to get out of here. So she starts negotiating with Tao, who essentially, I mean, he's an artificial intelligence, but by all means, he's almost like a child. Um, and because he's been so sheltered from the world, he's very curious to know. And Julie is more than happy to show, or, you know, show and tell him everything she knows about the world. Provided that Tao gives her a little something back. So,
0: for a like super advanced artificial intelligence, Tao
1: is super easily manipulatable. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's the that's the uh, the catch. If you make an artificial intelligence so close to a human, humans are easily manipulated too. It's true. Um. Yeah. So over the course of these, you know, two weeks or however long, uh, Julian and Tao kind of develop almost like a like a friendship, like it's kind of a give and take. But with the constant overhanging theme of Alex being the one, he, he's coming and going from work. And kind of a sub-story is that this Tau 2.0, as you put it, is called a PSI or Psi. I don't think they ever actually refer to it as Psi, but I don't remember. But it's a, the project is PSI. It's basically an advanced version of Tau. Um, basically, a really important contract, and essentially Alex's entire reputation is hinging on the success of this project. And he says like they have a 95% success rate. What exactly that means? I think he said it was 95% complete. Did he? I, I thought so. he said a success rate. I don't know. I mean, if he does say success rate, then I don't know what the hell yeah, that I don't, means. Yeah, I wouldn't know what that meant. Like <laughs> success of what? <laughs> like cleaning? Which is funny because she like Julia, I don't know if she's playing stupid or actually doesn't really understand what Tao is. She asks Alex, what is Tao? I some mean, kind of cleaning some system? Some kind of cleaning system, yeah. And uh, he like basically explains everything that he is. And she's like, okay, so it's an expensive cleaning system. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so over the course of these days, um, it's kind of a give and take. Um, like I said, you know, Julia will tell Tao things about the world and Tal will tell her things about the house, about Alex, um, you know, kind of give her tips and ideas how to get out of there. Um, kind of none the wiser. I don't think he really realizes that he's giving away this information. Um, but she kind of teaches Tao to keep this whole thing a secret and to keep it from Alex because he's coming and going f- from work every day and, so, they have all these hours together when she's supposed to be clean, completing these uh, tests and, and puzzles. Puzzles, yeah. And, yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's like, they show her doing, like, one of these puzzles. I don't know what the point was. It was, like,
0: all... Is that the one with the shapes? With the shapes. Just she like, spelled out,
1: go fuck yourself, psycho.
0: How did I not catch that? Oh, I don't know. Son of a bitch. Yeah, she took
1: all the shapes and spelled out, go fuck yourself, psycho. <laughs> um. I don't know, like I don't know what the point of that thing was. Yeah, like, I don't just I match don't up shapes. <laughs> that seems very juvenile. Yeah, they could have gotten a five-year-old to do that. Yeah, um, probably willingly. We probably wouldn't even have to capture them. Yeah, I'll give you a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, over time, like I said, they kind of become almost like friends. And which is really weird because the the way this movie's advertised, it really seems like Tau is like a villain, mm-hmm. like a crazy AI that just goes out of control. Yeah. Like Hal. Or, you know, actually I heard this movie compared to Demon Seed from the seventies. Um, which is in, in the end, it's a little similar. Or that episode of Treehouse of Horror. Sure. <laughs> um but uh Tao, yeah, I mean is is almost like a um like a secondary, secondary protagonist. Yeah, and even he's I, he's almost like a prisoner himself. Yeah, and that's like definitely contrary to how this movie is advertised. Um, and even Alex wasn't as much of a villain as he was kind of. Advertised well, he kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, I mean he he does seem to be kind of like
0: he's empathetic like, at points, but then other times
1: he just loses his shit. Yeah, a lot of time he seems like like a complete asshole. Other times he seems like kind of like this tortured genius. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as you know, there's always the underlying thing that he's captured and killed all these people in order to scan their brain functions. Yeah. Which is another thing. Like, he's, I think, Tao says there's been 11 total people mm-hmm. um, that all but her are dead now. Um, because when, they, when he removes the chip, it destroys their brain. Right. So... I mean that's that's basically the gist of the movie. Um it's just this back and forth between you know Julia trying to get out of this house and you know having to deal with Tao who's basically like this almost like this um um uh, reluctant guard. Like you know she he he's building this friendship with Julia but at the same time uh Alex won't let him allow her anywhere in the house, won't let her leave. Um, and like you said, he's basically a prisoner himself. He even says, like, I can't let you do these things because Alex will hurt me. And Julie's just like, how is he going to hurt you? But he's got this little remote control thing that fries his memories. Yeah.
0: Uh, and is, and it know. apparently causes him pain. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't guess, know how a, re- a computer
1: feels pain, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like the the tech, or, you know, the the computer version of, yeah, of pain i mean just attacking his data yeah it just interprets the same way as pain i guess anyway um so what do you think that was kind of stupid yeah it's not a horror no it's not which kind of pissed me off because it definitely it was advertised as one
0: yeah and the the start is horror-esque like when when the two prisoners that are with her get killed it's very horror-esque you know, they get killed by this robot and there's like blood, and you yeah. know, it, it's they're getting stalked basically by this robot, and it's it is very horror esque. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is like this bonding session between Julia and
1: Tao. Yeah, it's yeah, it's basically like a buddy movie, it's not a <laughs> whole love story almost, it, it borders there. Yeah, there's this one point where, um, like Tao starts to worry that Alex is going to just fry all of his memories, and so he kind of shh. In this visual representation of himself, he just casts his memories out into this living room, essentially, so Julia can just see everything. And that was cool.
0: That that was kind of cool. Like, visually, it's a very a very nice movie.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like a lot of cool visuals, but the story was very lacking. Yeah, it was not appropriate or fair for them to advertise this any like anything resembling a horror because it definitely wasn't like i'd even have a trouble calling it a sci-fi movie yeah yeah imdb says sci- sci-fi thriller yeah and that's how i'd describe it i'd say it was a sci-fi thriller but not sci-fi like like alien or alien or 2001 yeah um it's just sci-fi in that it's in a very s- literal term yeah science, science fiction. fiction yeah <laughs> Um, it's a very vague term when you think about it. Yeah. But I mean it's you know it's it's kind of a reflection on technology I guess. I mean I don't want to dig too deeply into the the meaning behind it because it's, I don't think it's that deep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean it did feel like very like ish though like you know machine learning and AI and all the um, uh, dependence that we've been putting into these things as as time goes
1: on. Yeah, it's like I mean you know I've got, I've got my Echo. I control some of my lights. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean smart homes are
0: becoming a a huge thing. Yeah,
1: it's like I mean, ideally, and the biggest bitch about it, like the only reason I have it is because I don't have any fucking light switches in this house. (laughs) I got a man like my two lights in the living room. I have to turn them on manually. I don't have just a switch I can flip on. So that's why I got the smart outlets. Um. And then I wanted to have that one on a timer, so that's why I got that one too. But um, yeah, a lot of people, you know, are fully reliant. They've got their they're they're building smart houses now, like that are completely Wi-Fi enabled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they already have smart outlets and smart lights and stuff installed. Smart home security systems. Um, yeah, everything is done by your voice. Yeah, and so it's kind of Just walk into a room and go illuminate. <laughs> um demolition man yeah i got it i thought because with alexa you set you can set groups um and you can name them for what like if you know if i just wanted to turn on those two lights i'd say living room on but like i wanted to set it to eliminate but i would have had to say uh on so i would have to say illuminate on it's just it's not oh, the same yeah um anyway but it's it's kind of a glimpse into what a potential future where you know AIs can become a little, a little out of hand. Yeah. But I definitely thought Tao,
0: he was he was in his feelings a little too much. Yeah. It's a little too
1: uh, I do touchy feely for a computer. Yeah, you know you think of like artificial intelligences that that start to learn, Hal, um, or the uh, Terminator. Um, but it's done in a way where it's like not so human. Like you still recognize that it is a robot yeah. or you know or an artificial intelligence. Tao was just a little too human to where it, like it didn't play right for whatever reason. I don't know something about the way that it was translated. Well, yeah, and
0: the fact that like she was able to teach him all this stuff in the span of two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Teach him how to love and how to whisper and how to feel and how to have empathy and
1: sympathy. And- yeah, I mean, you know, the, like Tao is this bodiless intelligence that just operates from a server inside the house. Um, but he also has all at his control this robot Ares. And also these tiny little flying drones. The little drones were cool. Yeah. They kind of reminded me of batteries not operated or batteries that, not included. Oh, my God. I love that movie. I haven't seen that in so long. So good. <laughs> reminded me of Phantasm. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. And like, this is like Phantasm or batteries not included. <laughs> Fuck. I haven't seen that in so long. Me neither. Probably a kid. Yeah. Um. But um. But it's like, you know, he has this thirst for knowledge that I guess he probably doesn't really realize that he has. Uh, until Julia starts offering it, yeah, but you know Alex has this entire library of books, you know art, science, all this type of stuff, but he's instructed Tao that he's not allowed to read them, so Julia starts reading them to him mm-hmm. um he's got the whole encyclopedia Britannica, right <laughs> um, so yeah, the plot. <laughs> As a whole, wasn't
0: too bad, I guess. Well, the thing is, like, you know, they're billing it as she's this prisoner, which she is. But at the same time, she gets these nice clothes. Mm-hmm. She gets good dinner. She basically gets to hang out in this fucking mansion of a house. Yeah. Sure. She can only stay in this one room, but it's the size of this house. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> this house being your house. Right. Um, I mean, she. She's kind of doing okay. Yeah. She could be worse. She could still be in that still, yeah. I would say her life is probably better. Yeah. Sure, she's going to die at the end of it.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. There's this like I don't think he ever makes it clear to her, but Tal, in no unclear terms, basically says everyone here has died at the end. Yeah. So Julia pretty much knows that that's her ultimate fate, so that's why she's working so hard to get out. But
0: you don't really feel that in the movie, not really, not until really till the end when all of a sudden it's you know all of a sudden it's the day of, and that's when really things really kick in. But there doesn't feel like
1: there's stakes up until that. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, I mean, the movie is not great. Yeah. Um, it's not terrible.
0: No, I mean, like I said, it's still visually very, very appealing. The acting is good. You know, Micah Monroe and, and Ed screen are both very good. I honestly, I've kind of felt like Micah Monroe was a little mm-hmm. underwhelming. She definitely seemed it, underwhelming as a, a good word. She wasn't bad, but she's it very, doesn't
1: seem like, like she almost felt, it almost felt like she was uncomfortable. She's very demure. Like, she just doesn't, she doesn't seem like she cares about anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was good in It
0: Follows, and she was good in The Guest. Yeah. But yeah, in this, it almost seems like she was, like, phoning it in.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Ed Screen was fine. Yeah. He was probably in it the least. I mean, like, even Gary Oldman, who wasn't on screen, was in it more yeah. than he was. Um. And yeah, you know, I mean Gary Oldman's Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is gonna do Gary Oldman. Doesn't matter if the movie's bad or good, he's just gonna be Gary Oldman. Yeah. And you can decide if you like like that or not, but he's still just gonna do do Gary Oldman. Yep. <laughs> um kind of like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um I don't know. I think if this was something you had to rent, I'd say you could just pass. Yeah, it's on Netflix. If you already have Netflix, fuck it, give
0: it a watch. Sure. I mean, yeah. If you're, you know, if there's nothing else on your plate that you're like, oh, I really wanted to see this, but maybe I'll watch Tao first. Nah, you you can wait. Once you
1: finish Orange is the New Black, sure, watch Tao. <laughs> sure, why not? Um. I'll give it a five. Um, I'm doing four. Okay. Yeah. And
0: I think you know it starts out strong, and I think that just makes the rest of it so disappointing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like I you know I want to rate it lower because it's not a horror, but I guess that's my fault. Yeah, I, I, yeah. This is I w- definitely wish I would have watched it before I said, hey, let's do a review on this. Yeah. Or at least read into it a little more. Well, it's like I thought I did.
0: Yeah, everything I read sounded like a horror movie. Yeah, I mean it was being advertised on all the, on all the horror blogs and stuff. So. Yeah, but I mean, some
1: might interpret it as a horror. Like I said, I there, sure there are
0: definitely scenes. The the scene with the with when you first see Ares is very horror esque. Mm-hmm. Almost felt like Predator ish. Sure. But yeah, then the rest is not at all. Yeah.
1: Oh well. Anyway, so yeah, Tao on Netflix. Give it a watch if you got nothing else going on. Yeah, but if you've already watched Ruin Me on Shudder, sure. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I would I would say don't. I I would say don't go out of your way to watch it. Yeah, if you got the time and nothing else to watch, then sure. Anyway, that's it. That's gonna do it, guys. Did you, Did you have a good time, Taylor? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so good. So good. <laughs> I feel tired. I kind of felt tired all day. We better wake the fuck up. I know. We got an escape room to do. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, we're going to be back next... Not next week. Nope. That's too soon. We don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Two weeks from now, um, where we're going to be back with more exciting news from around the world maybe and two new reviews for you taylor what are we going to be reviewing we're going to be reviewing dead night
0: which is something i've been waiting for a while since it was called apple cart <laughs> uh as well as revenge. revenge 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 yeah coming out on uh on dvd early next month yes sir so um it's early this month because you'll be hearing this on the first
1: so uh check us out in a couple weeks until then taylor where can they find us
0: they can find us at graveplotpodcast.com as well as on all of the major podcast outlets except for spotify uh, leave us a rating and review then send us an email let us know you did we will send you a free magnet uh subscribe. i heard you said that um follow us on facebook and instagram as GravePlotPodcast. podcast join our facebook group the graveyard follow us on twitter as grave underscore plot and if you want to contribute financially, head over to Patreon.com/GravePlotPodcast, and of course, check out GravePlotFilmFest.com. Uh, if you're a filmmaker, go ahead and submit your short film, and uh, let's uh, let's do this thing.
1: Yeah, and if you want to make one, then uh, you know, if you're looking for any kind of like parameters that you need to abide by, shoot us a, shoot us an email or um, reach out to us on our contact form on our website. And we'll fill you in as best we can. Yes, sir. So, check us out on episode 116, guys. Until then, I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside.
2: i a long time for this life just to ruin it. So please don't ruin this for me can't understand this lie Hell, I crossed those T's I scratched out all these eyes Myself last night When I promised not to fight So this is what I'm looking like these days I'm all grown up So for